Hello and welcome to episode two of LMNOP, the podcast about the greatest show ever televised. Adventure Elementary. Time. Oh. Is the same one as last time. Oh. I thought we were just gonna do a new show every podcast. No, same show. Same people? Yeah. I'm still me? Yep. And who are you? Well, I'm Val Flight Cub, aka a very specific women's deodorant. And I'm Alec, aka the Oxford Comma. Coma. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Oxford Coma. And today we are talking about season one, episode two, while you were sleeping. To be clear, that's the name of the episode, not uh, what you're doing. You, sh- while you should listening. be awake. I mean, if you want to fall asleep to our dulcet tones, be my guest. Even higher runtime for us. So, you know, every listen is a listen. Yeah, just put the podcast on repeat. And let the ad revenue roll in. Mm-hmm. I bought so many ads on this podcast. Oh <laughs> so this episode starts with an NA meeting. So Sherlock and Joan are at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. They are listening to someone tell their story. Or Joan is listening. And she looks over at Sherlock and he's like spaced out. Yeah, he, he seems to either be super duper focused or... Not at all. Yeah, like or like asleep with his eyes open. Yeah. She pokes him awake. And he jumps up and he screams, Amygdala! And then he's like, oh, it's end of the meeting. Great. Bye. And uh, as they leave the meeting, Joan is like, you put yourself in a trance? And he's like, yeah. I uh, repeated the same word over and over again. Guess what word that was? It was amygdala. Yeah. If you guessed amygdala, 10 points to you. 10 points. Um, so Joan is like, you should actually listen. And he's like, I don't want to because my brain is an attic and there's only so much space in there. And Joan says, that's not how brains work. Yeah. He, he thinks that all of the useful information, uh, will somehow be, uh, diluted or, uh, tossed out if there's too much useless information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the best way to demonstrate this, of course, is with a seventh grade science experiment that he does uh, on the sidewalk mm-hmm. where uh, they're next to a cafe. Mm-hmm. And so he goes up to a table and says, can I borrow this? And before they can respond, he takes their water and oil, which is just on the table. Sometimes. I mean, maybe it's an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. He leaves the garlic bread alone, but he does grab the oil <laughs> and he pours that into a, a glass and says, this is all the useful information. It's it's viscous. It's golden. Golden. You know, like how thoughts are viscous, which mm, is and good. golden. Yeah. I mean, golden has a metaphorical, has another word usage, mm. but viscous. It's just- You're never like, oh, I had a really viscous idea this morning. Yeah, it just sounds gross. I have so much I have so much goop going on <laughs> up in my brain right now. I got I got some real goop ideas. I'm gonna write the next great American novel. The goops of wrath. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but then he takes uh water and he pours that in the glass. Uh and as we all know, oil and water do not mix. And uh since water is um uh, heavier than oil. It's denser. I'm not a scientist. Uh it goes to the bottom and it pushes all of the oil out. Um and he's but- like, This is all my useful information getting poured out of my brain. And Joan just gives him a look that's like, Ah, I'm a doctor and that's not how brains work. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Well, but I'm big boy smart. <laughs> so it's probably how brains work. How my brain works. And he's wrong. Then he gets a call 
from the captain, I think, uh, bringing them down to a moita scene. Somebody's been dead. Somebody got killed. Somebody. Yeah. So they go to an apartment and um, there's this guy who's been shot dead in the entrance of his apartment. So they're like, oh, he was killed while he walked in and uh, interrupted a, a burglary. Because there's, you know, some stuff missing. His wallet, uh, a couple candlesticks, a $2 bill signed by Pee Wee Herman. When did you start lying? Um, early on. Yeah. Okay. Unreliable narrator, Alec. Uh, there was at least a wallet missing. Yeah. There was a wallet missing. And um, the neighbor is the one that called the cops because he found the, the dead body. Mm-hmm. And we meet Detective Bell. This is our first... Sign of seeing Detective Bell, who is, um, by the looks of him, about 45 days old. Little baby detective. He's a little baby. You laughed the first time I said that joke. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You have to fake it for the recording. Well, it's uh, in my audio, so you can just splice it in. (laughs) Anyway, um, little baby. (laughs) Maybe I can put that in. So he's like, hello, I'm Detective Bell. I'm named after a pepper and I heard good things about you. And Sherlock is like, oh, thanks. I'm going to go inside and sniff the chair now. And he does. He, he puts his face right on the leather chair and he sniff, sniff, sniff. And he also does a bunch of other detective observing and things. He listens to the chair. He rubs the chair. I don't like this pattern that you're establishing of, of lying to our listeners. Oh, um. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. He does listen to the chair. Um, The chair had a hard day. Yeah. The chair witnessed a murder. It's true. Nobody thinks of the chair's feelings. So he says this was two crimes. This was not a burglary interrupted by a killing. It was a killing and a burglary. Two separate things. By two separate people. By two separate people. Why does he think that? Well, quite simply, there's no elevator in the uh, apartment, uh-huh. uh, but a very heavy armoire uh, has gone missing from the apartment. How do they know it's missing? It's there's it's not there. Well, um, there's a mark on the the wall from where it used to be. Oh. So like dust patterns or or paint um, thinning, fading, yeah. Fading, yeah. And uh, Joan also notices in a picture of said armoire. She's like, this is the one that's missing. Yeah. So they go to the neighbor's house and wouldn't you know it? Well, the neighbor's apartment, yeah. Neighbors, They go to the neighbor's apartment and kill Surprise. He's got the big fat armoire in there. <laughs> his door's not open. No, it's not. And his door is very much locked. It is not, yeah. And, and Sherlock's like, hey, we gotta get in there. And the neighbor's like, you can't. It's locked. You're not allowed to. The, the police can't go in without a warrant. Uh-huh. And Sherlock says, ah, checkmate, not the police. And he kicks in the door. Which is still a crime. Still a crime, but uh, I guess you he's, can't sue the he's police. not gonna be court-martialed for it? He, yeah, they do stuff where it's like, well, we're not the police, so we can do it, where it's, you really can't. You still can't. No. It's still illegal. Um, And you're, he's acting, I mean, I guess he's acting on his own accord, but you could argue he's acting on behalf of the police. But like he said in the pilot, he doesn't take compensation. So. Loophole. Loophole. So, yeah, the neighbor stole the armoire and they're questioning him. Um. And what 
Sherlock smelled on the chair is women's deodorant. A very, a very specific. Very specific women's deodorant that he knows the name of for some reason. Summer's Eve. And that's not a deodorant. No. Nope. It's a, it's a, fem, it's a mess. It's a, anyway. So Sherlock thinks that it's a woman that uh, shot the guy and that she was seated because she sat in the chair with their deodorant. Mm-hmm. And so the neighbor, when he's getting interviewed, he's getting interrogated because they think he did it because he stole the armoire. He's like, well, I saw a woman leaving. She looks like this. And Detective Bell is like, how do we know he's not just telling us what Harry Potter here wants us to hear? Which, if uh, for those of you keeping track, is the uh, second uh, British celebrity, well-known character mm-hmm. uh, that Sherlock has been called. Yes. First Prince Charles, now Harry Potter. Which, again, illustrating a generational divide between Bill and O'Brail. Prince Charles <laughs> yeah. is 100 years yeah. old. <laughs> and Harry Potter is 11. Yeah. Well, depends on where you are in the... Spoilers. Nope. Um, yeah, spoiler. Harry Potter grows up. Yeah, past the age of 11. So Detective Bell is like, "What? we don't need to – this is a waste of time. The, the neighbor did it. Come on. And Gregson is like, look, Sherlock Holmes is annoying as hell. But he might be right. He might be wrong, but he might be right. That is his general tone. However, the exact thing he says – I really appreciate because he never once says that Sherlock could be right. He says, if Sherlock is wrong, then he's wrong. But I want to know that he's wrong. (laughs) Yes. So they get a sketch artist to come by and describe who he saw fleeing the scene. And um, And it turns out the woman that he describes, uh, Detective Bellpepper, actually – Knows this woman. Yes. We skipped something, though. Oh, just kidding. Go back. Well, we'll just say um, Sherlock and Joan are at the the apartment, and Joan is like, oh, I'm going to meet a friend. And Sherlock is like, oh, is it um, a lover? Because you should have sex because you haven't had some in a while from based on your gait. And Joan is like, great. So I'm going to be out for a couple of hours. You should be able to handle yourself. And Sherlock is like, you should. It's It's fine. You should have sex with them. And uh, she goes to this, she goes to meet up with this friend and it is an ex. And he's like, I'm worried and my your parents are worried because you used to be a surgeon and now you're a glorified babysitter. And she's like, shut the up. I like my job and I'm good at it. I don't like this guy. Yeah. he He's too tall. He needs a haircut. And he, he just has this air about him he's very rich he's clearly he's a prep yeah this is goths only emos are sometimes allowed yeah (laughs) so now they go back to the precinct and bell tells them about his buddy recognized the woman from the sketch but here's the twist the woman is in a coma she's been in a coma she's been in a coma for three days a while Three whole days. 72 hours. But the guy got got killed last night. So they're like, well, she can't have done it because she was- In a coma. In a coma. And uh, they go to visit her. Why do they go and visit her? Anyway- They want to make sure that she's in a coma. Yes, yes. And Sherlock is like, where's something that we can stab her with? And Joan is like, don't do that. Apparently, if you lift somebody's hand over their face and you drop it- um, 
if they're really like asleep or in a coma or whatever, it will land right on their face. But people who are awake almost invariably like find some way to kind of move it before it hits their face. It's a reflex. Yeah. Um, so she's really in a coma and she's really wearing the deodorant. She smells from the just scene. like that chair. She smells like a chair. Girl smells like a chair. That song didn't fit at all. Do you think if the chair was the real murderer, it would be a harm chair? <laughs> I know that it would be. It's, it'd be harmful. <laughs> so this just confused. You know, she's, a, she's in a coma. She couldn't have done it. But... But she's a perfect match for visual and smellual cues. Mm-hmm. And she has a twin. So they go to visit the twin and they're like, hello, are you the, can we find, can we see the identical twin of this woman? And she's like, um, I'm the fraternal twin. She looks nothing like her. Not a, she's blonde. She's blonde. She's got a different face. It's almost like she's a completely different actress. She is. It's, it's, yeah. Cause it's not an identical twin. So they're seemingly back to square one because it's not her. There's nobody out there that looks just exactly the same as her. So they go home and Joan has found a violin and she's like, you should play it because you used to play this, didn't you? And he's like, shut up. And she's like, okay, you should play it. It'll be good for you. Mm. You're stressed out. You play this violin, you won't be stressed out. And she gets a call and comically turns towards the camera while Sherlock is in the background and he burns the, the yeah. He takes the violin and throws it in some sort of bin and lights it up. Mm -hmm. And she's like, come on, no need to be so violent. (laughs) (laughs) So now they go to a second crime scene. There's a second crime? A second crime of the same kind. Another murder? Another murder. Yeah. So who's dead? I don't remember. But it's a young woman. And she has cloudy corneas, Mm. corneal dystrophy, which is apparently something that the first murder victim had also. And it's often a genetic disorder. Uh Uh-huh. Or always. Or just when it feels like it. It, it, Yeah. It probably is. Probably, yeah. Uh, So they had to have been at least half siblings, if not full siblings. I mean, it's not not guaranteed, but yeah, they they do DNA testing and- comparing the two DNAs, it seems like they share at least one uh, parent and most likely uh, the father. Mm -hmm. So then they follow up with the moms and the moms are both dead. Yep. So. From a while ago, unrelated. Mm -hmm. But they find this guy, this middle-aged guy that's been hanging around them both. And so they're like, oh, maybe this is the dad. And then Captain Gregson is like, no. That's my friend. He used to be a police officer. He used to be a police officer. Please and thank you, officer. <laughs> but now he lo- works for the private sectors. Yes. So he goes there. He's an investigator for a law firm. And Gregson is like, can you tell us why you're investigating them, please? And he says, uh, well, Captain Gregson, blink, 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 blink. Um, I can't tell you anything about it because blink, 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 blink. I'm not allowed to. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock is like, can I talk to you over here? I want to talk about these plants. And then he shoves them up against the wall, but not really. But he stands very close to him. And he says, you're doing meth. I know it. Because of all the blinking. And um, also a second reason. 
Mostly the blinking. <laughs> Mostly the blinking. Also, I just thought it'd be really funny if when he pulled him into the other room, he was like, hey, if you don't tell us what we want to know, I'm going to tell everyone you have a, a tiny little pee-pee. <laughs> you do meth and you have a tiny little pee-pee. I don't know which one is going to be more effective, but I'll tell them both. I'll tell them about your little wee-wee. And your little meth that you put in your wee-wee. Your little wiener. You got a, a small pee-pee. It's like a baby carrot. <laughs> you you have a pee-pee like a green bean. <laughs> and the guy's like, don't tell them about my pee-pee. Don't tell them about my tic-tac wee-wee. <laughs> it's mint flavor. <laughs> so they, the two of them go back into the room. And the guy's like, just because we're friends, Tommy, I'm going to leave this file open and... Um, I'm going to go do some meth. While I'm gone, whatever <laughs> happens, happens. So he leaves the room for a couple minutes. They get the information they need. So we find out that the person that hired um, Meth Man to investigate these people is the fraternal twin that we met earlier. The investigator was trailing the two people who died mm -hmm. because they actually were half siblings of the two twins. Who, by the way, are Rebecca and Yvette. Yvette is the one in the coma. Rebecca is the one. It, that walk, is blonde. Walking around. <laughs> that too. Being blonde. Yes. Is she, is she some kind of lawyer? I don't know. But she's some kind of legally blonde. <laughs> she just has a fancy office. Mm -hmm. But yes, she is legally blonde. So they're half siblings because they're extremely rich. Now deceased father was a big florandler or... That means he loves flowers. He loves flowers, and he was always philandering around. <laughs> and so, you know, he has these two heirs that aren't- <laughs> He's always getting in the pansies of moms. <laughs> so anyway, so- But at first his pee-pee has to rose. <laughs> Terrible. This man's dead. Sorry. <laughs> and he left in his will uh, money for all of his children. And he didn't specifically say, like, only for Yvette and Rebecca. So the fact that he has these bastards means that um, they could get tens of millions of dollars. And Yvette and Rebecca could each get half of what they were going to get. Instead of, you know, each getting 50% of his estate, they get 25%. Oh goodness! Only getting twenty million instead of forty. I know. What? How? How are their great, 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 great grandkids going to pay off their student <laughs> loans and get a, a New York Times article written about them? How they paid off their student loans on their own? <laughs> I mean, a yacht. <laughs> so Sherlock is like, hmm. So you're telling me that you're the only one of the heirs of the four heirs who is not. Uh, horizontal right now. <laughs> so maybe did you make Yvette take all those pills? Because the reason she was in a coma was because she had um, taken a lot of pills and alcohol and, uh, you know, in an apparent suicide attempt. And so Sherlock is like, did you make Yvette take all those pills? Did you force her to do that? And Rebecca says, slap. And then she slaps him. <laughs> yeah, right, right across the face. Yes. And Sherlock was like, how did I not see that coming? <laughs> you telegraphed that. It's like that Hercules movie where he's like, disappointed. <laughs> 
and Sherlock and Joan go home to the brownstone. At what point does she ask him if he's okay? And and he says that the uh, left-handed slap really caught him off guard. In the car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because he's like, this side, leathery from slaps. This side of my face, baby's bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so the, then they get to the brownstone. And... Ty is there waiting. The boyfriend? The not boyfriend. The ex-boyfriend? The ex-boyfriend. The tall ex-boyfriend. Not that height matters. And um, and he's like, Joan, you emailed me. And Joan is like, no, I didn't. And Sherlock is like, well, you guys seem to be hitting it off. I'm going to keep walking down the street. <laughs> Something. And she's like, you hacked my email? And he's like, it's only hacking if it's like difficult. <laughs> And she's like, that's not, we're not, don't do that. And he's like, but we're companions, aren't we? Are we supposed to be trying to help each other? That's why you got up in my business. And that's why I um, hacked your email. And Ty, meanwhile, is like, ah, I guess I'll, I'll go. But also, <laughs> like, not cool, dude, because I blew off a dinner with the DA. The DA. The DA. My dad. <laughs> I blew off a dinner with the DAD and MOM, my parents. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm not a good speller. Okay. <laughs> this is where we learn that uh, Rebecca was alibied for the night of the murder. Um, the, the you know, not non-comad sister is still, is not the killer because they have security footage of her going into her apartment and then leaving the next morning and, and you know, not sneaking out of the middle. Uh, to murder someone. Now they go, Joan and Sherlock go to another meeting. And Joan is like, hey, um, remember how you were going to stab that woman uh, to wake her up from a fake coma? If you put yourself in a trance in this meeting, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> yeah. Because she got a little tack from the bulletin board. Yes. Yes. So he actually has to <laughs> I pay I love Joan so much. She's great. She's really, really great. She is my mom. <laughs> um no she's not <laughs> i wish so sherlock has to actually listen and this woman is telling this story about how she seduced a, a married man who was a doctor because she wanted to get drugs from him because it was easiest to just do that and it ruined the guy's life and it ruined his family's life and he went to jail even though she was the one that started it and she was really sad about it and sherlock is like hmm i think i'm deducing I I think the writers of this episode just made a very clear and easy to follow parallel for mm. me to follow. This is, maybe this is that. Maybe that in this. Mm. And those donuts still there? <laughs> so Sherlock goes to the hospital where Rebecca is caring for Yvette. And Sherlock is like, I know that you killed the two other heirs. And I know about the third heir. He's first is like making a big commotion to the point where other people start to notice this. Mm -hmm. And and other people start to like kind of like crowd in the room to see like what's going on, mm -hmm. um, including some of the other, you know, doctors and, and nurses mm -hmm. uh, in the hospital. Yes. Um, and Watson catches up and is like, he's – I couldn't stop him after he tricked me or something. I don't remember what she says, but – and with her is Detective Bell. Detective Bell. So he's like, 
I know you know about the third heir who lives on 123 ABC Street. <laughs> Their name is the Muffin Man and they live on Drury Lane. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bella's like, all right, that's enough out of you. And Sherlock's like, I'm going to punch a cop. That's smart. And Bella's like, okay, arresting time. And he slams Sherlock into a wall mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and takes him away. Yes. And as Sherlock's being pulled away, he's like, I'll find a way to protect that third heir. The third heir. But Bell's like, ABC <laughs> but Bell's like, nah, uh, uh, because you're going to spend the night in jail. You're going to have to jail poop. <laughs> and up with the jail poop. Every episode. <laughs> so in the pilot episode, he had a temper tantrum that was. A tenter, tem tenter temper. Mm -hmm. But this time, it was an elaborate ruse. It was a ruse. Have you been coaxed into a snafu? <laughs> a snuff ruse. A sniff ruse. So the, uh, you know, third heir uh, goes to her house at 123 ABC Street. Yeah, we get a, a nice POV shot from inside a car that's that's watching an apartment. Done. And this, this brunette lady walks up and unlocks the door and then walks inside. And then she gets arrested because it's an undercover cop. Uh, just so you know, when I always said that she went inside, I meant the undercover cop. Um, but that's okay. The undercover cop goes inside and then the person in the car gets out and pulls out like a, a, a makeshift lock picking mechanism. Ah. And then it gets inside. And then is planning on killing this mysterious third heir. Mm -hmm. And then Tommy and the boys arrive. Boys are back in town. <laughs> yes. So she gets. By Tommy, I do mean uh, Captain Gregson. Captain Gregson, who we respect. Um, and lovingly call Tommy. Yeah. Tommy Pickles! It is Rugrats! Not everything is Rugrats. Okay. But that is Rugrats. This is Tommy from <laughs> Rugrats Feel Old Yet. So the killer was Yvette, the twin from the coma. What the heck? She was in a coma and now she's not. Is Are they actually triplets? No. 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 She was in a medically induced coma. Who medically induced her? A doctor who was married, who uh, she seduced. Whoa. Are you telling me that- the reason that she was in a coma, we thought, was a suicide attempt because she was sleeping with a married man and everything got messed up. But now we're coming to realize that the doctor was in on it? The doctor was in on it. We didn't know about the married man. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. Yeah, we did. But we didn't know who he was. And now right. we know he is the doctor and he's still in on it. Right. Yeah. Yvette's whole situation was uh, very, very similar to the situation of the woman in uh, the NA meeting. Except- Yvette is a murderer. Right. Big old murderer. Big murder time. So the doctor had been putting her in and out of comas so that you'd have the perfect alibi for the Moyes. You can't kill people if you're in a coma. Except if you're a vet. And then you can. And this is the reason for sitting in the chairs and getting her deodorant on it. Because when she got out of the coma, she was so weak that she couldn't stand to, to wait for the people to shoot them. So she would sit and wait. So that's the how and the why. So they are back at the station, and Rebecca is like, I can't believe she was she would kill the heirs. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to give them the money. And Sherlock is like, yeah, that's why she killed them. 
And she's like, well, Yvette is still my sister. Even though, you know, she wanted to kill the other heirs, uh, I'm still help- I'll am still help her as much as I can. And Sherlock is like, think about this. There, as far as she knew, there were only two other heirs. So there was no one else to kill, but she was still in a coma. Why did she not miraculously come out of that coma? What did she need this alibi for? Maybe there was one more person she was planning on killing. And maybe it was you. It was, it was definitely it you. It was definitely. Yeah, she was thinking about killing you. Yeah. yeah. So she would get all of the millions instead of half of them. Because everyone needs the maximum amount of money that you can get. Well, yeah. It's not like she's dating a rich doctor. Right. Or will inherit tens of millions of dollars anyway. Right. I wish I had tens of millions of dollars. Me too. But would you kill three people for it? Depends on the people. No. I mean, no. No. I mean. Well, it depends on the people. It de- no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's This is parody. This is a joke. We're joking. FBI. <laughs> so then Belle is like, we, I appreciate your help. Thank you, Sherlock. And gives him a handshake. So now the crime solving is over, but it's time for the 20 seconds of character development. Yeah, yeah. So they are eating food in the brownstone. By the way, Sherlock is wearing a t-shirt with a vest. Perfect. In this scene. That's what we like to see. Yes. And Joan is like, why did you stop playing violin? Like, do you cut yourself off from fun because you think you don't deserve fun? Are you doing it as some kind of penance? Like, is it possible to do penance without even knowing? Real quick, what's really interesting about her saying that is that's something Ty said to her. Ty asked her if she's only doing this um, addict counseling as penance for what happened on the OR table. Right. Yes, that is true. So she brings this up to Sherlock and he says, well, if you aren't aware of it, then it is in penance. And then he picks up his food and he walks out and he eats it in his own room, I think, or something. He leaves. Mm-hmm. And Watson is like, damn, this that's guy's deep. got big brain, huh? This guy's got a big, big brain, big, sad brain. But then this is a very, actually a very powerful shot, I think. Mm-hmm. Sherlock is sitting in his chair in the living room and just staring at the violin case. And he starts to tear up. He starts to tear up and he just has such an intense- And then I start to tear up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And he has- Johnny Lee Miller makes great faces. He is such a good actor. Mm -hmm. I think Sherlock has a lot of- A lot of stuff happens to Sherlock's face when he's emoting Mm -hmm. that- I don't know that I've seen other um, actors really do. And Johnny Lee Miller does, just does it really well. Yeah. Um, and this is this is a very emotional scene. He does it in other scenes where he's like annoyed or whatever, you know, peeved. But he's just staring at the violin and getting, getting t- teared up, thinking about, do I deserve this? And we cut to Joan in her bedroom reading and you just hear some distant violin. Yeah. Of him starting to play. It's, it's sweet. Yeah, it really pulled at my heartstrings. Boo. <laughs> but it did. But it did. But it actually did. <laughs> yeah, it's really, you know, she's like, you can be a human. It's okay. You can enjoy life. It's, you're allowed. She's having a positive impact on him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's episode two. Yeah. He's already improving his life. And he keeps playing violin. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I also like how earlier he's like, yeah, I, I stopped playing uh, violin to, to make room for other things in my brain. And Joan's just like, y- you can't 
unlearn something. (laughs) (laughs) Stop making up brain facts. Yeah. Also in the NA meeting, he's like, look, I'm taking violin back up again. I'm playing (laughs) the world's tiniest violin. The the world's smallest. What a dick. (laughs) It's very rude. So that's the episode. Yeah. What did you think of this one? Well, he solved... Oh, twice as many murders this time. That is true. It's a twofer. So episode three, he'll solve three murders. By season two, this is going to be untenable. I I mean, or does it increase exponentially and in next episode, he's going to solve four murders. God, I hope not. And then eight after that. Season six, he'll be solving four trillion murders (laughs) in one episode. The entire planet's gone. Multiple times over. What happened? Yeah. What happened? And Sherlock is like, hmm. I'm dead also. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this was this was a pretty straightforward episode, I think. I mean, as far as Sherlock Holmes episodes go, it's like some weird mystery. Mystery. Yep. Some weird mystery. And he follows the clues and solves it. The end. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Was there anything that was like huge that he did in this one that like nobody else could have done. I mean, the smelling of the deodorant, I guess. Really, the the thing that made it Sherlock flavor was that he thought of that thing from NA, from the NA meeting. And also, I don't think anyone else would have been able to do it because they don't pay attention to the things he pays attention to. That's a good point. So if it wasn't for him, Rebecca would be dead too. Yep. So thanks, Sherlock. It's- and thank you for listening. To viewers like you. I mean, (laughs) to listeners like you. If you have any questions or comments or fan art for us, please reach out to us at LMNOPcast on Twitter. And uh, once again, we're on noisespace.xyz. Hopefully. (laughs) This goes right. If they let us. If they let us. If they like if they like the pilot. If you're hearing this episode, it means that the pilot got picked up. Any <laughs> got any kind of recognition or uh positive feedback at all. So thank you for that. <laughs> so thanks, Mom. <laughs> yes. And like we always say, this marble will keep on rolling. Hey. <laughs> Bye. Bye.